Welcome to the farm. I'm Katja Williams, the Rural Mum, and today we're talking to Jen. Welcome, Jen. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. We're talking, so you've married the farmer, now what? So Jen, tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, the farming operation, and your husband. Yeah, well, um, my name's Jen McCutcheon, and I moved here almost five years ago. I uh, am originally from Bathurst, so grew up in the country, but not off a farm. I guess you could say I was a townie. Um, and yeah, I studied journalism at Charles Sturt University, went off uh, to get a connection with the ABC and spent the next 11, 12, yeah, 11 years working in Canberra and Sydney. I was a NRL reporter for a long time, um, covering TV, and um, yeah, so I met my husband, now husband, um, five years ago in Mudgee. I guess you've, I was looking um, to move to Mudgee, and I guess you've got to be careful what you put out to the universe, because I said I want to meet a man in Mudgee, which I did, he just wasn't from Mudgee, um, but that's okay, I wouldn't have life any other way, so we... Um, yeah, we were dating and I knew the ABC had a Dubbo office, so I was able to come and do some work in the Dubbo office. And then, yeah, everything just sort of fit together and I moved out here permanently in September 2018. And, yeah, we got married on the eve of the pandemic, had a baby during COVID. Um, yes, it's been quite a wild ride. I've lived through drought, floods, mouse plagues. Yeah farm renovations, um, but yeah, so we live uh, about 20 kilometres west of Gilgandra towards Collar and Warren, uh, which is a beautiful part of the world, and we um, have a mixed farming operation, so sheep and crops, and then my uh, husband's father also has cattle on his property as well, and he, um, at the moment, he's a part-time teacher, part-time farmer, with the vision to hopefully, you know, weather dependent, yeah. move towards a full-time farming operation down the track in the next sort of five years. He'd do it tomorrow, but yeah. <laughs> baby steps. <laughs> Little steps. Mm. Yeah, no, that's really, really good. Yeah. If you do hear some babbling and bits and pieces going on, we do have baby Caroline here with us today as well. And before we continue on with today's episode, I would like to give a shout out to this uh, interview's supportive links. So this interview's supportive links is Amazon Affiliates. You'll find anything that has been mentioned in this current video as well as previous videos that we use that you may find helpful in those links. And now on with the video. Where do we want to go? So on a daily basis, Jen, can you tell me your involvement with the farm and uh, what your life looks like? Yes, well, uh, at the moment while I'm working for ABC and Dubbo, uh, my commute's about 50 minutes each way, so 85 k's, which was pretty good when I didn't have a baby, but now with a toddler and being pregnant again, uh, it, it's quite the challenge. I'd love to work from home, but um, yeah, unfortunately with news, you, you have to be, be on the ground when news breaks, so uh, yeah, so basically... I don't do a lot on the farm. I say I'm the food and beverage manager and the activities coordinator. Um, so uh, obviously, when we're uh, sowing and harvesting, you know, making meals um, and and that kind of thing, and then we, um, I, much of my husband's, you know, love and discomfort. I like to go away on a holiday. I'm like, a, you know, we joke, and I always say, you know, I move my life six hours to to be here and. 
so I do love to go on a holiday. So we just got back from a week in North Queensland, which was lovely. Uh, however, that was our honeymoon that we were meant to take three years ago. So it's not like we do that sort of lavish holiday every year. And um, my family has a bit of a tradition to go to the northern beaches of Sydney um, every Christmas. So yeah. and my mum's family has been doing that for si- over 60 years. So wow. um, we have continued that on. So uh, I think that's one of the important. It's hard to get farmers off the farm, as, as you know. And, uh, you know, that driving out the gates, the worst part. But once you're on holidays, and I recently did a story saying actually productivity does improve if you have a break. So it is important um, to, to take a break if you can. Uh, of course, as we know, the conditions haven't been very helpful uh, over the past five years. But, uh, yeah, so um, I like to make sure, you know, those plans are in place and, you know, that you know there's money set aside for that and that kind of thing. But, yeah, so I work uh, mainly day shift. Sometimes I do early shift, but since having EB, I haven't been doing as much crazy shift work, which is handy. Um, you know, 4.30 starts aren't, aren't the most fun. And yeah, so I um, I'm a we sort of do everything now, digital, radio, TV. Uh, so I'm in the office there, and obviously I'll be taking maternity leave soon. But yeah, so trying to be a bit more organised, pack lunches the night before. You know, you'd be the same. Being on top of things, having your outfit laid out for the day. You know, I usually start, I work three days a week, so I usually start Tuesday today uh, with hair and makeup properly dressed, you know, by tomorrow I'll probably be dressed with my hair done, no makeup, and then by Thursday I'll get to the office with no hair and makeup done, but, you know, it's, uh, it's, it, it is what it is, and I'm very lucky to have been able to transfer my career here, yeah. so I can still be working and be on the farm at the same time. Yeah, hmm. yeah, and so going back to a little bit of what you have said, so what is your first favourite meals to take down the paddock during harvest? Oh, that's tricky. Um, I'm not. I'm no tractor snacks. Camilla's a good friend of mine. She's like she's amazing. She provides me with a lot of inspo. Um, I'm more like a ham and cheese sandwich kind of girl. Uh, or um, what are some of the other things? You know, just things you can eat with a fork. Um, you know, fried rice. One handed. One handed stir fries, beef stroke. I'm a big slow cooker. Yeah. Fan, especially now. Uh, one of my colleagues, Juanita Phillips, who reads the news in Sydney, she wrote a book once about how the slow cooker saved her when she had kids and, and a busy life in Sydney. So, you know, it sort of followed me out here. So, you know, something you can put on at the beginning of the day and and that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's, um, and, you know, I'm... I'm naughty on my snacks, you know, I'm just, you know, there's, you know, sometimes a big box of chips in the cupboard and, and that kind of thing and, you know, a pizza scroll or a cheese and bacon roll from the bakery is always my backup yeah. if, uh, if I'm not organised enough. But yeah, um, try to do what we do. I just more enjoy getting out and going visiting and, and make sure there's always like some chocolate coconut slice or something yeah. to go in the, in the bags as well. Yeah, mm. that sounds amazing. <laughs> Very lazy. <laughs> And then, do you have a handful of tricks up your sleeve that you like to try and use when you do try and get off farm? Like, do you have anything that you try and get done to make it an easier transition for everyone to just get in the car? <laughs> I just booked the holiday yeah. and say, uh, this time I actually booked the holiday and went, you can come or you can stay. Because obviously last year we were still sewing in June, yeah. so it was so different. Whereas this year yeah. I was like... Oh, yeah. I just really want to get away and I wanted to go on a flight um, 
before my daughter turned two and yeah. you know you forget though a free flight pre two means no seat yes. and you know with a big belly and, and someone who just wants to be on mum it was yeah. uh, it was quite the experience yeah. but oh just making sure you know I tend you know when we're packing up to go away to make sure you know everything's packed yeah. done the night before hubby just packs his bag and then he's in charge of loading the car and, yeah. and off we go but um but yeah, no, it's, um, I think everyone experiences the same thing and growing up, my, my parents do everything together, I think. Um, so obviously it's a different lifestyle out here. So a lot of advice my friends have given me is just like, just book it and you go. And, um, and I've seen them. So I'm prepared to go away sometimes by myself. But I think, you know, once, once it's booked, you know. Yeah. Um, my husband was pretty keen to come along as well. And yeah. It's just a shame. I was the same. I don't know if you've seen the Bluey Relax episode. Yeah. It took me a long time to... I'm like, I am chilly. I cannot relax. And I think the two of us finally like found our groove on day six and like we flew home after a week. So a few of my friends also have said, you know, it's a 10-day minimum, like you've got to wind down. And I was even talking to my mother-in-law and she was saying they used to go away for three weeks at Christmas and would take her dad like a full week to kind of snooze, catch up. Then he'd start to come out of, you know, um, after because they just work so hard. So so it does take you a while to wind down, but, you know, two two weeks of luxury accommodation isn't always possible. So if I was a shame, I did a wind powerball because I would have gone straight back to Queensland because it was 28 degrees every day. And I've got, like, about since I came home, yeah. and our baby's got the daycare cough, so it's just, you yeah. know, it'd be nice to, to be able to just, you know, hop up there whenever you can, but I'll, here again. I'll take it, I'll take it when I can get it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So, Jen, what was the biggest hurdle that you found or surprise when you moved to the farm? Well, I guess um, it's definitely not McLeod's daughters or farmer once a wife, and my husband, um, he was very good, he was always very straight up with me, you know, I dated a lot of Sydney boys, and I was like, I just want a country guy, and uh, I guess he was very upfront with me from the beginning, he was like, my life is on the farm, I'm fourth generation, my children will be fifth generation, you know, I know your life is in Sydney, but if this is something you want, these are sort of my ground rules, and I really liked that, I was like... Great, we know where we stand now. Every time I sort of was like, ah, I moved all this way. He's like, you knew, you knew. Um, so I guess um, it is nice to know that you know I did come in a terrible time, and I haven't had the the greatest um, five years. But there's been beautiful, beautiful times as well. And I guess that's probably the biggest surprise I found out here. You worry about isolation and that kind of thing and being a long way from your friends. But I was already used to travelling, having grown up in Bathurst and living in Canberra, I would often drive to Sydney um, for different things to catch up with people. So the biggest surprise out here was what an amazing community and group of friends I was able to find. And you know, you through this program and and you would have come across some amazing women. Um, but yeah, it was just amazing to have this core group of friends so quickly. Yeah. I guess that's what I probably missed living in Canberra and Sydney is I had my uni friends there and that, but you know, you wanted that sense of community. When I lived in Sydney, I was um, a North Bondi surf lifesaver because you just wanted that sense of community and belonging to something. And I think, you know, even my parents say that because they spend a lot of time out here. They're like, we, and Bathurst has become quite a big yeah. place. 
they say we feel more like locals in Gildandra than they do in Bathurst because they can walk downtown and they bump into people they know and um, you know, I mentioned Cam earlier. She sort of says she she did the hard work for everyone. She was the first girlfriend in, yeah. and all the boys, you know, had had were single, and then I was the last one in. So I kind of benefited from all their hard work, and I had this beautiful group of friends who have been really kind to me. And you know, they're always on the other end of the phone. You know, when you're like, oh, I don't understand this, or what do I do with this or how do I approach this and especially navigating, you know, droughts and mass plagues, um, it's really good to, to know you're kind of all in it together and I've also joined the CWA, which is lovely out there, we've got a... Such a strong, strong community. Yeah, and then, um, and coming through, I guess, the buy from the bush era as well and, and seeing all, through the pandemic, I guess that's one of the perks of it was that people migrated back to the country. We've got these amazing creatives and people doing wonderful things in the bush now. And you kind of feel like, you know, you can pop pop to Trangy for a shopping trip or you can nip over to Canamble and, and you feel like when you step into these stores that you're stepping into a store in Paddington or Double Bay or that kind of yeah. thing. So you kind of get the best of both worlds. So, um, yeah, I think... That was one of my biggest surprises, was just, yeah, how amazing the community is out here and, and how wonderful and welcoming people are. It wasn't clicky at all, which I thought maybe it would be. That's such a nice surprise. Mm, yeah, it was. Plenty of hurdles. <laughs> we'll talk about them later, but... <laughs> some of them too, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely don't recommend renovating in the middle of a mouse plate, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, because that does come up in a little bit later. <laughs> you were mentioning you have such a great group um, of friends and community, so um, and they were giving you advice. So what kind of advice were they giving you? Uh, I guess... Um, you know, because I moved in the middle of the drought and, you know, I would, I still need to get off weather apps. Like now we've been through drought and we've been through floods and now it's getting dry again. And my husband actually took my phone off me the other night because I was sitting there glued to the weather app and they were like, get rid of the weather apps. Like, don't, don't stay on it. And the fact that a lot of them had lived through a drought before and they're like, it yeah. will get better. Like, yeah. It's, it's coming, it will turn, like we've all been through this and we'll, it'll come and I guess that's the other thing too, knowing that it will come again, yeah. um, even though we don't want to think about it um, and I guess, yeah, that was sort of their advice and, and to always just talk and keep open communication, especially yeah. as we know, you know, farmers and that they can close down I think it's so important to try to talk about how you're feeling about things as well and if I need a break, I, yeah. you know, Mudgee's only two hours away yeah. and it's like a mini Sydney or, you know, if I want to go see my friends, don't be afraid to set some money aside and just jump on a plane yeah. and if you, if you need that fix, if it, if it gets a bit overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that that's, you know, just, I guess that whole adage, keep calm and carry on and I find farmer's spirit because I... Like, how do you do this? Like, even even now, like, when is there ever just an easy year, uh, a normal year? Um, but yeah, I, I guess trying to feed off the positive energy, not not the negative energy, because negative energy. Works. And I guess another really important piece of advice was 
you know, just control what you can control. Like, you can't control the weather. You can't control... My husband tells me that all the time. If it rains, it'll rain. Whether you sit on the weather app and stare at it for two hours, um, you know, that that just control what you can control. Don't kind of catastrophize and, and think way, way, way of bigger things. Just look after your circle. And I guess, yeah, um, those not, yeah, trying to stay within within what you can control. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I would like to circle back to renovating during the mouse day because that sounds like there's going to be some absolute gems in there. Yeah. <laughs> so when did you start renovating and what were the, the hiccups along the way? Yeah, well, it was, um, so obviously, as you can remember, the drought came with a lot of dust and a lot of yeah. dust storms, and, and we had this sweet little farmhouse, and, and we looked at building a new house, but we weren't able, we can't have two houses on our block, so we were like, okay, this, this is what we're going to do, and um, I, I guess that was another nice piece of advice someone gave me during the drought was keep one room clean like try to just have your one bit of space that you always want to be in so I guess that's sort of how we started with the renos as well we just did it bit by bit and it began off because we were meant to get married um, on April 4 2020 and we were already in lockdown by then so we my husband and I actually got married in 12 hours on the eve of lockdown and they said from midnight tomorrow night Weddings will be five people. I don't know if you remember the Scott yeah. Morrison press conference. Funerals ten. Um, you know, blah blah blah. Everything was shut. The pub shut. The you know, everyone started yeah, shutting down. Yeah. And I was devastated because I'm a bit of a late bloomer. So I was, you know, 35. One, I'd waited a long time for my big day, and it was my mother-in-law who actually said, "Why don't you get married tomorrow?" So we managed to get our immediate family together, socially distanced, because it was a weird time because we didn't know. It was all just unfolding before our eyes kind of thing. So we, um, yeah, so we got everyone together. I got some curried, sandwich, curried egg sandwiches and salad sandwiches from the local bakery made up for us. I managed to race into Dubbo and get my makeup done. It poured rain that day, so my hairdresser was flooded in, and so I did my own hair, and it was just... But somehow it all came together, and, and it was... A crazy, special, wonderful day. We got married in um, our family wool shed on my in-law's property uh, that's over 100 years old. And the photos, um, thanks to Georgie from Narromine, Georgie Newton, Georgie Johnson, who uh, came and, and took those photos. Because it was like, you know, almost danger money as well, you know. I was like, no, we'll be, you know. And living in the country, you could do things like call people. at You know, I called her at 11 p.m. going, what are you doing tomorrow? She's like, anything after two o'clock, I'm there. And so we just kind of waited for us all to come together. And yeah, and we never sort of, we were going to have another party down the track, but obviously it it hung around for a long time and then family became a priority. And I was like, unless everyone can be there. So our big wedding, I guess, budget pivoted to reno budget. Sorry for everyone who missed out on a drink at our wedding, but my dad was very keen to, to help renovate the house. He was a teacher as well for 38 years and always he's loved woodwork. So uh, his, him and mum said about renovating our laundry. That was the first room we renovated. Yeah. And, you know, I distinctly remember, you know, 
this much dust on the toilet seat during the drought and those big dust storms. And so it was amazing to have that and they put a shower in there. And then once we had that, then, then the rest of the house started. But yes, we had a few, a few hiccups along the way. A wall was left off the side of our house for you know, a month or two while in the thick of the mouse plague. Um, I think probably the mouse plague was, uh, I mean, to farmers it's probably, I don't know, but to me it was so much worse than the yeah. dust. I'd take dust over mice. Um, and I hadn't had a baby yet. Like, for people who had babies during that, that was horrendous because we would have, you know, mice in the house. And I don't like, I didn't like baiting because I couldn't stand the smell because I was, yeah. you know, early pregnancy. I think we caught, so we set traps. I think I caught 32 the night before my 12-week scan. And, like, yeah. you're already on it. Yeah. I was so nervous, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I used to joke, I was like, I used to go and sit and have cappuccinos in Double Bay on my way to work, and now I'm, like, emptying out my <laughs> into a pail, like, I was like, what happened to my life? And, um, but, yeah, so, but, you know, as horrible as it was, you know, now we're sitting here laughing about it, like, it yeah. becomes a folklore story that you will tell your kids, you know, yeah. down the track. But, um, yeah, some of the stories I'd heard from mouse plagues in, like, the 80s and that of mice getting into babies' cribs and that sort of thing. I was very happy to have had a late July baby, so they kind of dissipated by then, which was nice. But, yeah, we just sort of tackled it one room at a time, and I really was conscious I wanted to use as many local people, because, obviously, buy from the bush and... I'd done a great story with 7.30 report on Bike in the Bush when it was just sort of starting. So it was really important to me to use as many local people as we could. So that was really lovely. And, yeah, we sort of stopped just before we had the baby and then we got cracking again on sort of the other half of the house. So we didn't take on the whole house at once. But, yeah, it was... Um, it was an interesting, a very interesting time in my life, but it's all finished now in time for the next baby. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's uh, it's very exciting. So far, no mice inside. Everything's sealed now. You know, there's brand new windows, and so so I'm set for the next drought. I'm sure the dust. It's funny. Every wall we pulled off would come with this plume of orange dust with it, and you were just like, oh, it's the ghost of dust storms past. But yeah, it's um, it, it was well worth it, and it's you can see why people renovate. Yeah. Because if money wasn't an option and time wasn't an option, like time wasn't a worry, it is amazing how you can. Like I look at the before and after photos, and it just amazes me to see. And you know, we didn't spend huge, silly amounts of money. We just. But it was it is amazing to see and it and it is pretty cool. Maybe, you know, if you're not living in it at the yeah. same time because yeah. yeah, anyway, but we survived and Yeah. I completely understand the the mouse um smell because my second was during the mouse plane mm. when I had my second. So I was quite yeah. quite late in pregnancy and that was my job every morning. I'd get up and I'd empty the traps and oh. I just it's a horrible feeling. It's a horrible job but I was the same. I didn't want Bates near the house. I had a toddler and I didn't want him to pick them up. Then we have, you know, all the work dogs quite close to the house and the cat and everything. So that was our only option was to, to trap and discard. Exactly. <laughs> so Jen, do you have any top tips, tricks and hacks for, for mums or anyone who is moving to the land? Uh, I guess, again, it's not McLeod's daughters, and it's not uh, Farmer Wants Wife. I did apply for Farmer Wants Wife about 15 years ago, so it makes me laugh now. 
I sit and watch and I'm like, oh, you know, you think he's going to move to you on the Gold Coast? There's no way he's leaving the farm to move to you on the Gold Coast. But I guess um, involve yourself in the community as much or as little as you can. You don't, you know, it's hard because it is a delicate balance. And once you start having kids and that, you, you know, you've got to make sure you don't overcommit yourself and are prepared to say no sometimes. But saying yes uh, when you first move to a community is wonderful because... It opens up so many doors. I guess if we enter into a drought again, you know, knowing that it will end, like, you know, that, that it's not um, forever, hopefully, you know, and hopefully we get a few normal years. Um, yeah, try to plan holidays or if you just need some time for yourself or take yourself off to get a coffee, um, try to make time for friends and that. You, I guess... The pandemic taught us to slow down, but sometimes I think it's easier to just slip in your pyjamas. And I used to joke and say, the baby will go everywhere with me. It will fit in with my life. And now I'm like, I don't want to go anywhere after 7 o'clock. <laughs> I'm like, I just want to be in my bed with my boots on. And, but yeah, I guess that's where things like CWA and that hold you accountable to sort of get out of the house and, and go hang out. and. Yeah. And if someone invites you over for a coffee, like say yes, go, you know, go to long lunches, you know, that was, yeah. well, that was a lot of us haven't caught lunch. up for so long and it was nice to know that at least, you know, we had that event coming up that, you know, that we made time for because it is tricky when you're juggling bubs and, and as mums, you know, the, the, often the husbands or mums as well are out doing farm stuff and then you get home and you've got bath, dinner, bed, and then you sort of just collapse on the couch. So trying to trying to make time because, yeah, that was a beauty of COVID slowing down, but I think it's taken us a little bit to just get that courage to, to get back out and, and make the effort. Um, I guess with the, you know, the wet season that, you know, there is money in mud at least, you know, and it seems crazy that we just went from such extremes and... You know, when it was raining and I, I knew sort of the crops. Again, I was on the weather apps and, and uh, I never thought I'd say there'd be too much rain, but, you know, trying to think positively about, you know, well, it's filling up dams and it's replenishing ground cover and it's, you know, replenishing um, underwater resources and, and that kind of thing. And, yeah, I, I guess just enjoy it. I, it's, I don't like it to sound like... Con I don't want it to sound condescending, but life is simpler out here. It's slower. Our kids have, you know, space. In COVID, we weren't in small apartments, you know, desperate for air. Like, you know, there's a kilometre to our front gate um, that we could walk along. And so we are so blessed for the life we have out here. And, and the cities have their challenges as well. They have, you know, um, they have extreme challenges as well. But I guess... That spirit of the bush really shines throughout here, and and that that is really lovely. That that slower pace of life, I think, is what some of us and you know, like I said, off the back of COVID, it helped a lot of us slow down. Yeah. And so I think that's so important as well. Um, sort of going back to that simpler life and just appreciating the stars, you know. Yes. And you know, my husband and I the other week we. He just was out doing something, getting something out of his unit, and he's like, come out and look at the stars, and yeah. I couldn't remember the last time. We got the deck chairs out, this was before it got cold, we just sat there, and we just looked at the stars, yeah. and it is amazing, 
you know, the landscape out here. And, and when it's green, it is beautiful yeah. and lovely. And, and I'm glad <laughs> the drought did end. Um, and I hope we have some fairly chilled normal years uh, over the next little while. But um, but like I said, everyone's in it together. And, and as long as you've got good people around you, which you do out here, we all support each other yeah. and get, get through it together. Yeah. I love that you mentioned that sometimes the stars... <coughs> just really stand out and so during you know occasionally we'll go outside and and all of a sudden you'll notice the birds mm. and the, i'm sure the birds are always there but occasionally you just think that's so beautiful and you just stop and listen yeah <laughs> and like when we were away people were like oh you have to go to the, the animal zoo you know to see the kangaroos and and I was like, we well, have kangaroos, you know, our daughter sees kangaroos and sheep and cows yeah. and, and it's beautiful. And, you know, just going for a little drive down to the grandparents' house, you know, it's such an adventure and yeah. seeing kookaburras and, like you say, listening and and they can play in the dirt and jump in muddy puddles and and have that really beautiful childhood that, you know, we all, we all crave to have. Yeah. Anything else that you... <coughs> wish you had known prior to moving to the farm? I guess if you're going to make the leap and come out here, you have to know it's it's not going to be an easy ride. And yeah. and there is times and you know where it's all hands on deck and you've, you know, you're not going to see your husband late at night during sowing and, you know, they kind of <laughs> go walk about for a while during sowing and harvest. And, and I'm very lucky because we still live a bit of a hybrid life, so my husband can do daycare pickup on the days he teaches and do bath and bedtime and, and then go back out to the paddock maybe. Um, you know, some people I know, you know, they don't see their husbands for a long time. We all become sort of single mothers for, for a little while. So I, I guess it's that you do have to work at it. It's not easy, um, but but it is a beautiful, beautiful part of the world and it's a, and it's a beautiful life. But, yeah, it's, uh, like I said, it's... it's not McLeod's daughters, but it, it can be, you know, through Instagram some days. <laughs> and, yeah, just just take advantage of everything life has out here for you because, um, and if you do miss, if there's something that you feel you need to go fill your cup up with, yeah. go do it. Yeah. yeah, just do it. Make time. Absolutely. When you can in this, in this climate. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Jen, for joining us today here on the farm. No worries. Thank you for joining along with us. We hope that you have enjoyed our story that we have covered today, as well as the many tips and tricks that will help you along your rural mum or rural life and moving to the farm. Until next time, thank you very much. Mm -hmm.